We Saved You a Seat is sponsored by the Oklahoma Family Network. Oklahoma Family Network focuses on supporting families of children and youth with special health care needs and disabilities, as well as families who have children with a mental health or behavioral health diagnosis. Oklahoma Family Network provides families with emotional support, resource navigation, parent-to-parent engagement opportunities, and wants to ensure quality health care for all children and families by building strong and effective family professional partnerships. Thank you for joining us today for part one of our three-part conversation highlighting Prematurity Awareness Month. Today, you get to hear my friend Kayla Pitts share her incredible and emotional journey with her beautiful girl born at just 26 weeks. Please know we cover some incredibly emotional experiences and strong language is used as Kayla reflects and shares about her journey. Thank you for helping us bring conversation and education to the world of prematurity awareness. Um, I met you in the NICU at one of our support group meetings. Let's talk about your delivery. Let's talk about how early you were. Maybe start by introducing who you are and your family and your precious little girl. Okay. So I'm Kayla Pitts and I have a daughter who was born at 26 weeks in one day. Um, my husband and I are, I don't know, in love with her, obviously. Um, she's doing great. So my husband and I were pretty unsure about having kids. Um, it wasn't a no, but it was a maybe later definitely not now situation. So February 22, I had an IUD, but thankfully I had my period the whole time I had it. And it, I was, it's like a five-year IUD and I was on year four, but my periods like became regular for the first time in my life. So in February, my period was late and I was like, that's weird, but I have an IUD. So I'll take a pregnancy test and you know, just to ease my mind, because I'm definitely not pregnant. So obviously it was positive. And I, I remember vividly. So I did a lot of, I went through a lot of therapy and I remember like I was sitting on the toilet, obviously waiting for it. And I was by myself because Baker was in the room and I was like, it's going to be negative. It's fine. Like I don't, he doesn't need to be here. I'll just run in and like be really excited that it's negative. Um, but so even like sitting down in our bathroom was really hard for a long time because I just had this huge, like sinking feeling just like, oh shit. Oh shit. And I just like stared at it for a while and was obviously hysterical. Um, and so we, you know, talked about it, cried about it tried to figure out what the hell we were going to do. And it, this was a Friday, of course, everything happens on a weekend. So, you know, I like message through the portal, my OB, and I was like, hey, like, I have a positive pregnancy test, but I have an IUD, like what's going on? And I'd done some research and I was like really worried about it being ectopic. Um, and so that was my biggest concern that I wanted to get over first, not like how the hell am I going to raise a kid, but um, <laughs> talked about it, figured it out. And I, you know, they've set me up for an ultrasound. So I went to the ultrasound and she said, um, so that was like 
a couple of weeks later, I was annoyed at how long it took to get an ultrasound, um, which come to find out this is why, because I went into the ultrasound and she said, okay, is there anything I should know about this pregnancy? And I was like, well, it's my first one and I have a IUD. And she, like the tech was like, it was a crazy face. Like there's no way this lady's crazy. <laughs> um, and she said, oh, that's not in your file. Let me go look. I guess whoever answered my portal message like wasn't didn't see that I said I have an IUD so they just said like oh cool this lady's pregnant so after that ultrasound which it wasn't ectopic obviously and I get a call from the OB's office and the nurse said like did you know you had an IUD yes ma'am I don't let foreign bodies be put inside of me without my knowledge <laughs> so just a very weird and not I didn't feel like I was listened to basically um in that situation so starting off that way I think was kind of formative in like how I let myself feel about the pregnancy but so was March and then I was sad all the time and I know you know like oh pregnant women are crazy hormonal which is true but I was like near suicidal. I was raised in a family where mental health wasn't really talked about or it was like, oh, depression is just like, you're sad, you need Jesus. <laughs> so like I'd never been treated for depression. Um, and I, I told my husband, I was like, this is getting really bad. Like, I don't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> so I told my OB that. And so she said, I'm going to put you on Zoloft and then I'm going to give you a referral for Life Stance as a um, mostly women's mental health um, institution. I'm going to like put a rush on it, basically. So like the referral said like needs to be seen ASAP, pregnant and, you know, having her time. So anyway, um, diagnosed with perinatal depression which is while you're pregnant. So they upped my Zoloft and I was hopeful about that. Um, it was hard to say I needed help, but I am very glad I did. And when I went there, they said like, we need you to be in counseling as well, just for maintenance. You know, we can't see you every week, but someone should. So I just did a little Google and, you know, tried to see who, what my insurance would cover. I just messaged the first one I saw by whatever forces in the universe. She's a trauma therapist who used to work at the YWCA and has a lot of, just a lot of great experience and insight into stuff. I think I started seeing her in May. And the first thing I said was just like, I'm I'm really scared and I'm kind of angry. Like I didn't plan this. I didn't know if I wanted this. And so, you know, we kind of talked through like my background and stuff so she can figure out what's going on. And it came up that I was sexually assaulted in college. And like instantly she said, oh, okay. So you don't feel like you gave this baby permission to use your body. And I was like, damn, Mary, 
yeah, <laughs> you know, I'd never been read like a pamphlet like that before. <laughs> and I was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah, that's it. That's definitely it. So I saw her every week and we worked through all like the assault and all of that. And even like, like the, the moment I looked at the pregnancy test, like I had to process that and get it out. And I, cause I was having like visceral reactions to stuff. So yeah. So about maybe like the end of June, I thought, okay, I'm pregnant. This is cool. Gonna have a baby. We weren't finding out if it was a boy or a girl. So we like decided on names and we went to Texas for the 4th of July. Like the road trip, it was like seven hours. It wasn't that terrible. Um, so I, we were going to go back down for a memorial service the next weekend, 10th. We were going to go down 10th of July. So, you know, we're playing, packing. And I went to um, the chiropractor on the 7th, um, which I hadn't gone to before. And, you know, they make you lay in your stomach, but they give you a pillow. And I was like, this is weird. And I don't think the chiropractor is why I went to labor, but it is the thing that happened right before. So, <laughs> um, but I'm not in a legal battle or anything. So I, you know, I went shopping after that and I was like, I like my stomach hurts. Something's happening. Of course, I didn't know what a contraction felt like my first pregnancy. So I was like, well, maybe it's Braxton Hicks because everyone loves Braxton Hicks. <laughs> um, so, you know, I Googled it and they're like, well, normally it would start like 28 weeks, I think is like the earliest they whatever information I found I don't know if it was reliable but um or possibly could be 25 so at this point I was 25 and three or four maybe days um so I thought okay that's fine we'll just chalk it up to Braxton Hicks no need to make a fuss because again like no one in the I didn't feel like I was being listened to and so I messaged them again, but I was like, hey, like, I think I'm having Braxton Hicks. And I was having weird discharge for like a couple weeks, but they had assured me that was normal, which, okay, what do I know? Um, I'm not a medical professional. And they were like, oh, okay, well, we'll like, we'll get you a, you know, we'll put in a thing at DLO and you can go do a urine test and whatever. We'll see what's up. So I said, okay. So I went and did that on Friday. So this was Thursday. I had contractions pretty much into the night and then I slept okay. And Friday was okay. And then they started again like in the evening, which I guess is a thing. I don't know. Everything's worse at night is what my camp counselor used to tell me. So that makes sense. <laughs> I went and did the, you know, the urine sample. And then I came back home and I was still having contractions and they were pretty far apart, I think. We didn't start, like, Baker didn't start writing them down until they were maybe, like, three minutes apart. I was like, okay, I'm freaking out, but I need to calm down um, because, you know, this isn't helping. Then I'm, like, hyperventilating. So I took a shower, and, like, in the shower, I could tell that something changed, and I was feeling, there's, like, no other way to explain it. <laughs> you know, like, on your period, and you, like, feel the 
that's what I was feeling, but it was clear. And so I was like, something's, something's wrong. Like I'm not, I'm not peeing and I'm not bleeding. Something's happening. I went and laid down and was just like crying, you know, talking to Baker about it. What do you do? I called my sister who's an orphan or I think I texted her because I was, I said like, Hey, can you come over for a sec- Like a little bit. I have a, I have some pregnancy questions and stuff. So she came over and I asked, I was like, do you think I need to go like to the ER? Like, should I, I don't know what's happening. And she like looked at like all the contraction stuff and she was like, yeah, I think just to be safe, that would be a good idea. And I, I think now I haven't asked her, but I think she was like, oh, holy shit. Yeah. You should go in her mind, you know? <laughs> But to me, who's like anxious and freaking out, she was like, yeah, to be safe, you should go, which is fine. <laughs> um, I'm her little sister, so I get it. So we went to um, the ER and we went in and I had, I had Baker had to talk to the people at the desk because I was, I was crying. And so I cannot talk when I'm crying because I was just worried. I didn't know what's happening. So, you know, they put me in a room. And they do like the broken membranes test and it was negative. And so the on-call doctor came in and she said, it was negative, but you have a very convincing story. Like everything that you're describing and what you're like, how things line up seems like your membranes are broken. So they did it. They did the test again and it was positive. So at that point, no one had said like, hey, be prepared. Like you're probably going to be in the, like they're going to admit you and, or, you know, you could lose the baby or you could not or whatever. It just kind of felt like I was furniture at that point and everything was like going on around me. But so she said like, yeah, we're going to transfer you to be admitted for the remainder of your pregnancy and to me I'm thinking oh my gosh that's 14 weeks wow like that's gonna suck I work from home so I was like okay well maybe I can like work from the hospital bed that'll be groovy or whatever I was like okay so I could transfer by ambulance and they put me on the mag bag the magnesium sulfate and that started Friday night at like 11 maybe and I got the still don't know what it's called but the shot they give you in your butt it has some crazy name, you know, like everything, but I don't know. So I got those and I got the magnesium and my contractions stopped on Saturday. I didn't, I don't think I really had any contractions Saturday and I didn't really feel that bad on the magnesium. You know, they call it flu in a bag. So I was bracing myself for the worst, but it was not terrible. We had a bunch of people come see us, bring us food or bring Baker food I couldn't eat. We were just telling everyone like, this is crazy. We're going to live here for 14 weeks. Like we're both going to work from here. This is it. This is our life now. (laughs) Still, even up to this point, no one had said like, hey, potentially you could deliver this baby, which I know that that's probably like standard operation to like not tell the pregnant person that they you know could go through these things to keep them calm but I didn't like that I felt like I was being left in the dark or maybe they assumed I knew but 
I didn't. So Saturday was good. Sunday, the morning was good. It was my sister's birthday. So she came and we played some games and they, they, I say they, my two sisters came, you know, it was good. And they let me eat some real food, which was nice. And then I think Sunday evening, my contractions started again, but they were really far apart you know, whatever, just a a bonus contraction here and there. The mag stopped at 1 or 2 a.m. on, like, Monday morning, and they let me get up and take a shower, which was heavenly. I was so excited about taking a shower. I felt so gross. It truly was the hand of God that I showered before I went to the ER, because who knows how long I've been before this. So I showered, I got in bed, I could not sleep at all. So terrible. They couldn't get the monitor, you know, when, when a baby's so tiny, it's so hard for them to find a heartbeat and that's what they're concerned about. So I had to lay on my back, which was the worst because I was having back labor. My contractions were just all back there. It was just terrible. So I was like, okay, this sucks but it's fine. You know, we can do this for nine weeks minimum, which was what they were saying um, to get to 35 weeks, I think. Yeah. And I was like, you know, that's fine. I can do hard stuff. No big deal. We're going to get this baby out healthy. And because it was the weekend, you know, we didn't get a NICU tour. We like, you know, it was random people doing their rounds. Also my OB was on vacation just as a bonus. (laughs) So, you know, they say like, well, on Monday, on Monday, you'll see the NICU and you'll like, they'll kind of give you a rundown of everything. So we're thinking like, okay, like just get through the weekend. And then on Monday, we'll kind of like figure out what the hell's going on. (laughs) And so the um, maternal fetal medicine, big ultrasound came at like 730, maybe um, Monday morning. And it was like a long, silent ultrasound. (laughs) Um... And I, I could feel her moving, so I wasn't worried about, you know, I wasn't that worried. But they didn't let me eat breakfast, which I thought was weird. I was like, damn, I'm hungry. <laughs> but, you know, and the tech can't say anything. So she just did her thing and printed off, you know, a picture of just the face and gave it to us. And was like, the doctor will come in soon, talk to you. Probably not even like five minutes later, you know, Baker and I are just hanging out. You know, a doctor I don't know, who I've never met, comes in and says, you know, like, it looks like you have an infection. So they're, they come in and they check your puppy pee pad, basically. <laughs> and uh, apparently, yeah, it looked terrible, but I didn't see it. So she said, like, the baby's breech and we need to do a C-section this morning is, you know, what I, what I advise. And I just remember saying this morning, like, you know, I don't have any time to prepare. This isn't a, you know, she didn't say emergency section, but that's what it was. She said, do you want to continue? And I was like, yeah, I mean, what, what am I going to say? No. Yeah, man, get it out. So she said like, okay, well, this was probably eight, eight forty-five, maybe like, okay. So Baker went and started calling, you know, my family. It's a Monday morning too. Like, ugh talk about bad Mondays but I'm upset he's upset it was just a lot of weird energy in the room but they get me prepped and they wheel me in there and again like at this point I was furniture it just it was so weird and 
maybe this is like C-sections across, emergency sections across the board. Like, you know, we're counting things and we're prepping the stuff and everything. And the patient is just kind of there. And it was scary. Um, and it was so bright. The lights have been off all weekend. But so I get the spinal block. So doing their thing. But, you know, we didn't know if she was a boy or a girl. I was very stressed and I don't know my, so I told my therapist and she, she thinks I am like part redheaded because during, you know, they say like, you don't, you won't feel pain, but you'll feel like pressure and movement. Um, It hurt like hell. And I was just like, I can, I can feel that. Like I can feel what they're doing. And maybe it was normal and maybe I'm just like really sensitive or have a little pain tolerance, but I don't really think I do. But the the anesthesiologist just looked over the curtain and said like, no, you'd be screaming. So you could feel like the incisions and things like that, that were happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I remember most was like, like the first like incision, I could like felt it, you know, it felt like, I mean, I'm sure I didn't feel the extent the whole extent of it but it like felt like you know really big like a paper cut with a manila folder you know <laughs> like really really painful and like could feel it like pulling apart from a person who has had three c-sections in her life truly there is no you know f- from my perspective there was no pain felt whatsoever you know i couldn't feel pinches i couldn't feel incision I couldn't feel any of that and so if someone didn't take you seriously about being able to feel that that makes me very 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 sad yeah man how incredibly hard that must have been yeah so and I didn't have the bandwidth to advocate for myself in that moment obviously this thing is happening to me that I've never experienced I wasn't mentally prepared for it hurts but I think it it must not have been like everything because I didn't feel like them like cutting my uterus or you know anything but so it turns out the only thing left in my uterus was her head so they had to push her body back up to get her out I remember like vividly and she said like oh good girl or something and I just looked at Baker and I was like it's a girl (laughs) like brought over for a second she I don't think she was intubated we got to see her and like wave at her I don't think I touched her but I was like okay and then you know they wheeled her off I guess they were just trying to stuff everything back in was like what was happening and it was a like a lot of movement and it was really painful I just I remember some like ungodly sounds coming out of my mouth (laughs) that I just like have never made again. Um, So they had to knock me out completely to stitch me up because I was so panicked and in pain. Thank you for listening to this episode of We Saved You a Seat. Oklahoma Family Network promotes family-centered care and provides tools so families can make informed decisions, advocate for improved services, build connections among families, and serve as a trusted resource in health care of children and young adults. If you would like to become a supporting family or get in touch with another family, please contact Oklahoma Family Network at 
oklahomafamilynetwork.org or by calling 405-271-5072.